Welcome to The Ziggler Show, where we inspire your true performance. I'm your host, Kevin Miller, and today my co-host, Michelle Prince, and I talk through listener comments to this question that I posted on my Agent K. Miller Facebook page. What problem do you help solve? If you have a business product service message, what problem does it solve for an end user or recipient? A question came from our interviews with Don Miller in show 498 and 499 just prior to this. Uh, 498 was the main show that we did with him. 499 was talking about his habits. And in that main show, we really did a deep discussion on his new book called Story Brand. Clarify your message so customers will listen. Uh, And what it leads you through the entire book is getting your message concise and direct and incredibly attractive to your target person by going through this sentence or this structure right here, a character, and that's your customer or client and the hero, as he talks about in your story, a character who wants something encounters a problem before they can get it. At the peak of their despair, a guide steps into their lives, gives them a plan, and calls them to action. What or that action helps them avoid failure and ends in a success. And he brings this from a structure that works brilliantly in movies, but really in all stories. And our customer is in a story in their lives that we are participating with them in as they want whatever product service message or they need it that we offer. It is a brilliant and necessary way to craft your business around. So I have a great list of people who responded to this with their businesses that Michelle and I are going to talk through. So if you have a business product or service uh, or, or hope to, I guarantee you will get great wisdom from this show. All right, we're going to dive in now. All right, Michelle, well, good to be with you back from all of your travels, speaking and presenting and filming and, and, and all the fun stuff you're doing. So I'll start off with just asking you, we've been talking about Book Bound by the Sea, your event for those who want to write a book and ask you to answer that question. What problem do you help solve? I help solve the problem of people that have a story or they want to write a book. They want to become an author, but they don't know where to start. They don't know how to get that story out of their head and onto paper. So I help people get their head out of their head onto paper. And then I help them to more importantly, get their story out so that they can make a difference in this world. Okay. I like it. Uh, that is a necessary problem to solve. Well, there you, there you, you guys just heard from a master at it. So we're going to go through and people submitted great stuff. I mean, I think all of them were, were fairly good. And so I don't want to just be a critic, but the value I guess would be, and you know, how can we make it a little better? And again, if you go back and listen to show 498 with Donald Miller, we really talk about getting to the specifics uh, of this, but this will give you a good snapshot of what other people are looking at with their businesses, products, services, and message. So uh, Tim Winders says, I help people and organizations that are stuck get unstuck. All right, Michelle, what are your thoughts? Awesome. What are they stuck in? That would be my first question. I totally agree. That's the first thing. I, I think, I think Tim, you could just add a little bit of that to what it's stuck in what way or what type of people, if you clarified what type of people that may then say what the unstuck is, I help, you know, corporate executives who are trying to climb the ladder to the top, 
get unstuck. Okay. That would kind of say that, or yeah, I help people and organizations that are stuck, but yeah, what you said, Michelle, in what way? So just a clarifier on that would, I think, make all the difference because it will tell us who exactly you're aiming at. Uh, and on that, obviously, Michelle, we all want to, you know, we'd like to say, Hey, we can help everybody and aim at everybody. And that just does not work in today's marketplace of specialization. And one thing I'll add to that is think of it kind of like a, a, you know, I always think in terms of books. So think of it in terms of a, you have a title and the title can really say anything, right? You help people to get unstuck, but the subtitle really has to clarify specifically what you're talking about and to who. So to just put a little bit more meat in that, I know at Ziegler, we used to, the tagline used to be, you know, we're in the transportation business. We help people get from where they are to where they want to go. But that means nothing if you don't specify in your personal life, professional life, your goals, those kinds of things we'd have to add. So that would be my only suggestion is what can you add to make it a little bit more to that subtitle of your tagline? Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Well, Ashley Logston, that happens to be my sister. Uh, And she, uh, yeah, she's doing some great things. She says, I help families shift from reaction to intention in their homes and not wait for one day to enjoy it all. Ooh, I love that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Love that. That's very specific. It's for families with kids who have a lot going on. I love it. Yeah, I do too. I think, I think it may be good as is, I, I, I was, uh, understand, want to understand a little bit, you know, to achieve what, what is that end result? It is, maybe it's to enjoy it all. I wonder if we could be a little more specific on that. And the chaos, you know, kind of have more joy, that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of name the problem point and mm-hmm. then uh, speak to the, what do you want? Here's the problem. What do you want? Um, so maybe short up a little bit, but yeah, I, I like it a lot. It's, it's, I think it speaks to a lot of people. Um, this one's interesting. Gregory, uh, Byerline, who was an old cycling buddy of mine, he's in, uh, Nashville, Tennessee area and is a professional photographer. And he said, I elevate and celebrate femininity through the most important portraits of a woman's lifetime. I, I thought that was just brilliant. I, I don't know if I can add on to that. What do you think, Michelle? I, you know, I'm, I'm not sure I know exactly what that. What, so say it again. Say it again. Maybe I, I'm not. I elevate and celebrate femininity through the most important portraits of a woman's lifetime. Okay. So is he a photographer? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It is. Okay. Maybe that could be so, okay. That's good. It, 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 so maybe I'm biased because I have a little knowledge of what he does yeah. that, uh, to somebody who doesn't like you. So it wasn't clear. Yes. Well, not a hundred percent. I mean, okay. I could assume, but it wasn't, um, I, I love that we're doing this because I feel like with everything that we do, we, mm-hmm. we get so caught up in our own little languaging that we just assume everyone's using the same words for everything. Yeah. Um, in portraits is obviously a portrait, but it could also be a, uh, I don't know, word that the portrait of someone's life, or I don't know. Now that I hear it and I know what he does, I get it. But when you first said it, I was like, wait, 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 I'm an eminent. <laughs> I was walking through it. Okay. I am also suffering from a head cold, so it could be I'm a little slow. <laughs> no, no, no. I, no, I, I think it's great to hear that you're, because again, I had foreknowledge of, of what he does. Um, but, you know, so if somebody was looking for that genre of a product and found him amongst the list of others and then saw the tagline, it would probably make sense. Totally makes sense. But stand alone, if it's an elevator pitch type thing and say, mm-hmm. hey, I do this and this. Okay. Do you do that through photography? Do you do that through painting? Do you do, right. 
you know, sculpt bronze busts of, of people or what do you, okay, no, that's good. Hey, that's great. Okay. So there you go, Gregory, you can work with that. Um, Wendy Carolyn says, uh, who, who's uh, somebody that I've known for a long time. She says, I help startup solopreneurs stay laser focused as their business coach. I solve their confusion problem, bringing clarity to their thoughts and laying out an action plan. Okay. What do you think? Pretty good. I, 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 I get exactly what it is, uh, you know, being an entrepreneur and bringing the clarity. What was the thing about confusion? What was that part of it? I says, I solve, I solve their confusion problem. problem. Uh, uh, there's a, there's something in marketing that I was once told is that you don't want to necessarily, nobody wants to admit they have a problem. Oh yeah. So meaning like, I don't know that I would raise my hand and say, I have a confusion problem. So maybe making it more about the benefit they get versus what the, it's, it's, it's that fine line. You have to define the problem. And so I think getting clarity for an entrepreneur is, is definitely a problem. Um, I don't know. Just no, I, 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 don't no, know I agree. I, I agree with you. And I've heard, I've heard that as well. I didn't think about it in, in reading this, but, um, I agree. Yeah. That we, it's, it's kind of a, so if you ask somebody, so do you not want to admit you have a problem? I don't know if somebody would agree to that, but from a marketing standpoint, it's kind of like, we don't want to see a book title. That's a negative. Uh, that's right. just a fact. Uh, yeah, right. if you, you better go with a, figure out some way to make it a hopeful title because that's just what people gravitate towards. Right. Uh, which is something I had to learn because I can come up to, I can tend to, to speak the, the, the problem, you know, outright and it doesn't sell that well. Exactly. I do. I totally though get what the, the premise is and that, that solving that clarity, you know, getting clarity. So that was my only thing is focus on the positive of what we get by having, you know, by working with you versus what the problem is. Cause nobody wants to admit they have a confusion. Problem. Yeah. Well, okay. So I'm going to admit, and this happens a lot as, as we're getting these from a lot of the folks that I know that I have some prior knowledge of them. When you say business coach, that carries a lot of weight that you've got to back up with a lot of credibility. Uh, so you're going to have to be able to do that, Wendy, and knowing you, that's going to be, that may be a little bit of an effort there. But I wonder, or no, I know you can also get around that by not using the word coach. You can be a, a manager, a, a guide in a certain area. Uh, Mentor, strategist, yes. consultant. Yeah. I had, I had a, a personal assistant for a long time and she was an incredible manager for me, for my business. Now she had not prior to that been, you know, a rock star self-employed person. So if she had if she had positioned herself as a coach, it would have been a little bit hard, but as a manager doing the details, doing the things that she did well, totally believable. So I'd say that to everybody, you know, with how you position yourself, even especially in the coaching, consulting, counseling realm, you are now selling your wisdom expertise. You've got to be able to back it up with some rock solid credibility, which to, to some level can be testimonials from people. That's why we use them, but just, it's a different animal than any other business coach, consultant, counselor. Uh, just, you gotta, you gotta be really wise with that positioning. Agreed. Uh, Matthew Miller. This is an interesting one. He says, my artwork enables endurance athletes to meaningfully celebrate their accomplishments while motivating them to do more of it. 
uh, and, and he put in quotes, this is more meaningful than a, a t-shirt or a bumper sticker for, for, you know, for, to, to exemplify the sport you may be in or the event that you, that you did. Well, this is interesting because Gregory Byerline, who we just talked about said, oh my gosh, you had me at artwork and endurance athletes. And I do like those. It's kind of a, what a juxtaposition. You don't usually put those things together. And this guy has, I went and looked at it. He's actually in Denver, which is, it makes him a neighbor of mine and he does portraits, sports art. Uh, and he does a lot of it live at the events. It's MatthewMillerArt.com. I went and looked at it. That's my history is, is cycling and uh, duathlons, whatever. So he does a lot of triathlon stuff. And it really is, Michelle. I went and looked at it and it was for, so for somebody like me, it was really, I thought I want some of that art. It's, it's, it's like that, that image you want to be associated with, but it also is a, a symbol of what I am devoting myself to. I, I really liked the product, but let me go back and see what your thoughts are. And I gave you all the backstory, but the, you're on him saying my artwork enables endurance athletes to meaningfully celebrate their accomplishments while motivating them to do more of it. What do you think about that standalone? Well, it, it piqued my curiosity because I didn't under, quite understand what it was. Mm-hmm. So was he selling this to the athlete to mm-hmm. give like a, a photography session to, to pull, you know, it, that, that's kind of what I was, that's what I was wondering. But now that you explained it more, I'm wondering, is he, who's his buyer? Is it someone that is not necessarily that athlete that he took the photo of, but somebody that's wanting to hang something on their wall to, to motivate them? It would um, be, well, and I'll tell you. And so, yeah, maybe he can say it. And- so it's for me okay. and say, I'm going to do a marathon. I'm going to do the Boston marathon. And he's there painting a picture that day that he can oh, then, painting. Yeah. Literally paint literally with this. I mean, he's got the portrait set up. He's painting this, this, uh, really wow. cool graphic of, of it that day that then could be, obviously that could be purchased or reprints or put on a t-shirt or whatnot. So he's creating art for these, uh, events that mm-hmm. yes, yeah, somebody, so it'd be a memento of the event. You've got this cool, you know, th- thing of, of a whole bunch of people swimming and people go, Oh man, you know, cool, cool artwork. What's, what's the story. And he said that I went to that event. I was yeah. at that, that was at the, you know, the San Diego triathlete triathlon, whatever that was a swim portion. And this guy was doing it. So it's a good top, a good, uh, what is it? A conversation piece. So I, yeah, for sure. Then I would, I would definitely now that knowing all that, you know, stress the one of a kind aspect of it, that okay. it's, um, it, it, it's capturing the moment. Um, you know, it's not just a photo because I was thinking it meant. Gosh, photo. that's good. No, that's good. One of a kind. So I, I thought custom, but then you could also, you could almost just say exclusive. This was created exclusively for that event. In the moment. I mean, you're there, like the fact that they're there with you in that moment, capturing that moment is, yeah. is priceless. Um, okay. That, that's good. And, and for everybody, as we're talking about this, you know, again, the, the, the question came in regards to, or from Donald Miller's, uh, us talking about his story brand book and he does this now he's not doing, we're talking kind of taglines or slogans right now today, but he does that. If you look up Donald Miller and find his Facebook page, he, I don't know if he does this a lot, but I found him doing this. He was actually doing a Facebook live where he was reviewing people's websites and he was just primarily look, he type it in, pull it up. He was doing this live in front of a crowd and he would audit and critique their front page right above the fold and say, okay, here's wow. what, yeah, here's what you do. Okay. Does it showcase that? And, uh, so really good to go look at his stuff on that, but I'll, I'll tell you with Matthew Miller, I did go look at your, your website and I, I'm not going to do a full critique here, but it did a pretty good job. I mean, it literally has pictures of him, of him 
standing there beside an event doing the picture. So it does do a good job of That's awesome. showcasing. Yeah, it was really cool. What a great gift. I, my husband runs marathons. That would be a great gift, you know, to, to capture that moment afterwards. A hundred percent. I'm thinking the last duathlon that I did that my kids went to that they had so much fun and were so proud of their dad. Mm-hmm. And I'd love to have, I mean, I, I think I came actually, you know, you know what they gave, they gave uh, a commemorated custom dog bowls. You figure that out. I, I I don't know. I don't own a dog. Dog uh, bowls. Dog bowls. Yeah, you got this dog bowl that. Uh, yeah, I think we have it in the cupboard that kids use for cereal or something. But forget anything for you. You did all the work. We're going to celebrate your dogs. It's, you know, go figure. It's Colorado, and you can't cross the state line without having a dog. I think I'm the only one here who doesn't have one. Okay, well, most do. Uh, all right. Well, this is uh, another, we're back on coaches. So Marvin uh, Pinnock, He says I'm a coach. And he wrote, I guide great people through the stuck places in life, love, and leadership. What do you think? So he's a relationship coach. Well, we don't know exactly. And that, that was my first thought. I, I need some more specifics. I guide great love people. Love made me feel that way. Like that it was <clears throat> relationship specific. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, you know, in great people, I, I, would, I would substitute great for something that is specific. Let's go with, you know, with, with, uh, what people who are stressed people or, or high profile people, or what kind of people are we talking about? Parents or yes. You know, executives, leaders through the stuck places in life, love and leadership. And this is, and Marvin, I'm not picking on you at all. I'm talking to all coaches, consultants, counselors, especially coaches at the top of the list. Uh, when it's, it's a, tricky place to be in when you know that you can help guide people and you want to say, yeah, I can help you in your life, in your love, in your leadership. Maybe you can. People just don't believe it much anymore. We're, we're so specific. They want to find somebody who's not only able to help in love. Let's take relationships from a you know romantic relationship. In essence, they, even there, even just saying that one thing is still, I, I believe my experience, it's t- still too broad. They want to find somebody who is saying, I help people in romantic relationships who are coming out of recovering from divorce or who are late in life, single, or who are, yeah, we can come up with those specifics. Uh, right. so your thoughts on that? I agree. And especially when you add the word coach now, 10, 15 years ago, coach had a very different meaning behind it because there weren't that, you know, millions of other coaches out there. So it was kind of a unique thing through the years that has changed because through coaching certifications, I mean, so many people are following their passion. They want to help people. So putting the coach hat on isn't, is a natural step. I did the same thing. Uh, you know, when I started my business, I started primarily coaching before I did much else after I wrote a book. So I, I get it where I've been advised through the years is, is, is coach, especially life coach or something like that. If you don't get specific on what the result they will get, you're going to fall in the sea of all the other mm-hmm. quote unquote coaches out there. And the perception of value may not be as high, but when you change it around and it's just saying, I'm a coach, you change around as, you know, no, I, I, you may very well be a coach, but you state it in a way that's, you know, I solve the problems of, you know, busy executives managing their marital relationships, or I'm not, I don't know exactly what he does, but, but getting that very specific. And then if you want to add the word coach to it, that's fine, but less emphasis on who you are and more emphasis on who, on the problem that you solve for them, especially coach consultant, because there are so many. And sometimes, unfortunately, there are some that have given the coaching profession a bad, 
mm-hmm. reputation without providing as much value. So I have no doubt this person provides that kind of value, but you want to state it clearly before you go into the whole coach thing. I totally agree. Yeah. Even to think of the testimonials you want on your website, if you had three of them, what are people saying? Here's the problem I had. Here's how Marvin helped me fix it. Here's the result. And I would focus on one area. Well, and just to speak on that, I absolutely, that's my experience too, Michelle. I think we're about the same age and you know, there was a time when you could say, Hey, I'm a life coach today. I don't know anybody who is having great success, uh, saying I'm a life coach. They're saying what's a specific aspect of life coaching. However, the reality is no matter what you say, if you say I am a, I am a coach to underwater basket weavers who are struggling with, uh, you know, toe fungus. Okay. Sorry. That was really ridiculous. But if you do that, whatever (laughs) it is that you're being specific on, when you get people in front of you, you will end up doing life coaching. You cannot be a coach and a guide in any way without having addressing the entire context of somebody to a degree, but you're probably not going to get that person in front of you unless you focus on a specific. You know, there was a period in my life long before I decided to follow my passion and write my book and start my business. I was in corporate America and I met someone at a conference and they hand me their card and their card said, I won't say their name, but it just said speaker, author, coach. And I remember looking at that, thinking to myself, someday I want to have that card, right? That, that's, that's how I wanted to find myself. And then when I actually became a speaker, author, coach, I realized, and I took a lot of marketing classes and courses and, and mentored with people that, that that's actually the worst thing you could put on your card, even though that may de- describe who you are, because it doesn't, it's all, that only benefits you. It doesn't benefit the person who receives that card. They need to know specifically what you can help them with. And, yeah. and, you know, even if you put on their problem solver and then people say, oh, what kind of problem do you solve? Is it better than, you know, speaker, author, coach in a way, because that defines who you are, but it doesn't, it's, there's, they're in the back of every person's mind. They're thinking, what's in it for me? How can you help me? And if you don't clarify it, it becomes very difficult for people to see you other than in that area, that shade of gray. Yeah. I, I like the example that you said in this, Michelle, in the book publishing, could you help Anyone uh, with a publishing desire, with a book publishing desire, book writing desire, help help them write a book. You could help anyone, literally, but you have positioned yourself in the more so in the business format, saying it's the best business card that you can have. That is brilliant. I'm sure you get plenty of people at your events who are not focused on business, but having that as your spotlight is brilliant. I do, but you know, I also, it, it kind of, it, it, it broadens a little bit. Yes. Your book is your business card. So anyone in business, especially a small business owner, entrepreneur, I mean, it's the easiest way to differentiate yourself from your competition, but then I also kind of broaden it because it's really goes beyond that. It's really people that want to make a difference, difference maker. So you don't necessarily have to have your own business, but you do have to own the fact that you're about to have your own brand. Got it. <laughs> because okay. when you become an author, you have to, whether you work for another company or not, you still have to establish your own brand. And in that case, that's how I define your business. Got it. Love it. Okay, friends, this is rich content and we've got some really great comments and examples coming up. If this has given you value again, please uh, give us a review in iTunes. Let us know how we're doing and let others know as well. I have got two services that are directly connected to Ziggler to let you know about now. One is the seven day challenge with Ziggler family. My co-host Mark Tim, you hear a lot is CEO of Ziggler family here on the show. We spend a lot of time, of course, focusing on improving ourselves, 
personally and professionally. Zig Ziglar understood that fostering a strong, healthy family is key to our overall success in life. So we give to you today, Ziglar family's all new seven day challenge created, especially like for families like yours and mine. I mean, the seven day family challenges is highly motivating experience designed to help our families enjoy a more fulfilling family life, which I think we often all don't make a priority enough. And yet that's what we go home to every day and either benefit or suffer from Well, this challenge features experts like Andy Andrews, Dr. Meg Meeker, Rory Vaden, all of whom we've interviewed here on the show, uh, and some other incredible key leaders. And they're going to focus on the seven key areas of family life. Uh, that includes work-life integration, communication, relationships, and so on. So when you join this free challenge, you'll receive an email each morning of the week with a brief, powerful video from one of these experts sharing their valuable advice and a specific action step you can take with your family so that your family can grow. It's all about creating a week of wins for your family. You can get in on this by visiting seven. That's the number seven, sevendaychallenge.com, or you can text seven day challenge. Again, just the, the letter or the uh, number seven day challenge with the number seven, uh, to this number four, four, two, two, two. So text seven day challenge to four, four, two, two, two. So no matter where you are right now, your family can be, do and have more. So start your week of wins by joining the seven day family challenge from Ziegler family today. Uh, again, go to sevendaychallenge.com or text seven day challenge to this number four, four, two, two, two. Uh, the other one is easy metrics. We've been talking about uh, them. I mean, if you feel like your online marketing strategies are not producing much value, especially Facebook, I think a lot of people feel that way. Then the digital marketing expert behind the Ziegler brand is Jacob Salem. And he is holding a live online training where he'll be teaching what has changed in the world of online marketing, Jacob will let you in behind the scenes as he shares the exact strategy that he used to grow the Ziggler fan page to over 4 million likes organically, including four absolutes. You've got to know in order to grow your business online, he's inviting all Ziggler show listeners to the long live online training for free. Uh, simply go to EZ. That's just the letters E N Z easy metrics.info. And you can register for free again, Sign up totally free. Go to EZ, the letters E-N-Z, EZmetrics.info. Uh, well, here, Juliet Duggar says, uh, empower, the problem she solves, empowering women with tools to reclaim their feminine heart and rewrite their story to live wild and free. Then navigating the new waters of restoring together from beggar to beloved daughter. Okay. So take that, but let me add on. She, she qualifies it then with, she's an executive life coach and mentor to women in leadership and positions of influence who have suppressed trauma of abuse and betrayal. That's, that's what it should say. I, I agree. Go ahead. Say I, you, you, you know, the first part you had me got that feminine or, or what, read it again. Uh, time, empowering sorry. women with tools to reclaim their feminine heart and rewrite their story to live wild and free. Then navigating the new waters of restoring. Uh, I, she must be mean restoring. And she, it, it came out restoring. It must be restoring together from beggar to beloved daughter. Yeah. I don't get all that. And again, yeah. in marketing, you don't want to put words in people's mouths. And I may not be raising my hand saying I'm a beggar and I want to be a beloved daughter. But what you said in that second part was, was say that one more time. 
Uh, that, yeah. Then she clarifies with, ex- she's an executive life coach and mentor to women in leadership and positions of influence who have suppressed trauma of abuse and betrayal. I think that is, is the more accurate description because bef- the, the part before <laughs> I like the empowering women part. Um, but, and then when I would say empowering, you know, women in leadership who mm-hmm. have been through and maybe even more specifically, what kind of betrayal that is, is that a, is that a relationship betrayal? Is that a business associate, a betrayal? Could it be any betrayal, but that gets more specific. Whereas the other part sounds good, but it doesn't, it doesn't make me raise my hand or put it down to say, I don't, I don't know if I'm a fit for you, but that yeah. second part does go more clearly on that. I, I totally agree. I totally agree. I, I, when she said uh, men, coach mentor to women in leadership and positions of influence, then right there, I think then you can stop and go, okay, what is it that they want and right. what are the problems in there? And if the problem that you're looking at is, is some of their personal uh, stuff, you can speak directly to that. So I totally agree with you, Michelle. Somebody once said that in marketing, you always sell people what they want to buy and right. then you give them what they need. So it's possible that the words you use up front are not necessarily all that you provide, but it's what somebody's raising their hand to say, I, I want to buy right now. Yep. Um, and the other thing I've, I've heard before too is with, in the, I, again, I relate this more to a book, but this could be for any tagline is you want it to be like the subtitle in the book, especially you want it to be somebody raising their hand, like, I want that, you know, like you don't want it to be so vague that some people are like, nah, I don't, I don't really want it. <laughs> I don't need it. Yeah. You know, I mean, if every, if it could say like how to make a million dollars overnight with no work, I mean, every, who wouldn't raise their hand and say, I want that. Right. right. Uh, that example, because that doesn't happen. But the point is, is try to phrase it in a way that, that it's like, oh yeah, that's what I want. Yeah. Uh, So you just spoke something about the need and the want. Yeah. Give people what they want so you can give them what they need. That is one, that is something I have to manually make myself do in my own desires for, for helping people in personal development and Mm -hmm. to better themselves and to make healthier choices and have better outcomes. All I think about is need. So my economy is all need based and I have, I won't bore you with the story. I have a, I have a specific business that was doing really great that I really crippled because I was so altruistic, idealistic, and I wanted to, and I led with need. I actually changed it to need. I violated this dramatically and really crippled the business with that. I now have to take my, I still think in need, my journal and my notes and my business plans are all full of need. But when we go to make that website, make the title of that company, make the tagline, it has to be reframed in want. Again, just like we talked about with a book title, I tend to think of, you know, this, this hard driving, almost, you know, looking at the the negative thing that we want to fix. Well, you just, that, that book will never end up on the New York times bestseller list. And it's funny. If you go look at the list, every once in a blue moon, you'll see it violated. And it's usually by a celebrity and they just can, because they're a celebrity, they can put anything on the front cover. It's going to sell. Uh, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, side note, not just because, just because you're a New York times bestseller does not mean it's because the book was, you know, marketing, it's a marketing formula, how they got there. True. That's a whole other podcast. That's a whole, but, yes, yes. But, but I totally agree with you. And it's hard because we know as what we do for a business and how we want to help people, we know what they need yeah. and we, we want to help them fix that need. But, uh, but people will buy what they want to buy, not necessarily yeah. what they need. So it's, it's, it's a fine line and it's tricky in, in, in marketing. It is. And it's incredibly, uh, it's the crux of your success. 
Uh, well, here, this is a great one, Michelle. Scott Priestley, he says, he just asked a question, do luxury items solve problems? They definitely evoke an emotion. I make and sell jewelry. Great question. You just ask one that a lot of people are thinking, because when we talk about a problem and you sell yachts, you think, seriously, am I solving a problem? So what are your thoughts around that, Michelle? Mm, that is a great question. You're right. It's not a problem, but think about, yeah, you know, there's different levels of life, right? So you go from survival to once you get to a place of, you know, if, if you are in the position where you you've got all your, your bills are paid for, you don't have to worry about anything with money, you know, those things that, that maybe you once worried about are no longer credit card bills, things like that. So yeah, you may become in a place in life where you can have what you want, not just managing your, your immediate needs. Um, so it's all perception, right? So there's nothing good or bad or wrong about wanting a luxury. And if you're in a place in life where you do, but their marketing, I guarantee is a little bit different because it's not a need. It's not solving a problem of a, of a, of a need. It's, it's the problem of a want. It's, it's believing that they deserve to have the finer things in life. The luxury, your sales is going to be very, very different, you know, to drive a, um, no offense to the makers of these cars by saying it, but, but to somebody to drive a Kia, has the exact same need as somebody who drives a Rolls Royce, the same need. They still need to go somewhere. They need the tires to move and they need to get to where they're going. Right. Same need, but different positioning and marketing because someone buying a Kia is not in the same place as somebody who could buy a Rolls Royce. So they're, they're marketing to their, their wants, their, you know, the luxury part of it. But at the end of the day, they're both getting the exact same thing and a vehicle that will get them from point A to point B. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And, you know, on this, I'm sitting here thinking about it and writing notes. I mean, you think about problem. You can also think about just what's their concern. What is their, what is their motive? And you can, I mean, there are some products where you're, you're going to look at the, the problem. Now you can also state a desire. What is a desire that people want? It's just, and in that realm of a, of a luxury item, you can, I think you can do that more, but we do know just from a, a behavioral economics standpoint, people tend to focus on the negative in a sense. They, they tend to think of the problems. They think of their worry. They think of their anxiety, think of their concerns. So if you do speak to that, you generally are going to catch uh, people, but let's think about that. If you've got a luxury item and, and you said jewelry, Scott, and I don't know why I went to, to yachts. I'm not a boating guy, but if I think about that genre, especially yeah, to, talking to the really wealthy, I mean, what are some of the things that they're concerned about? I think at that point you've got money. What do you not want? Hassle. You don't have to have hassle anymore. So you're going to pay to not have hassle. That's something that you know, I can help you with the hassle of figuring out what is the, the yacht you want, the jewelry you want, or, um, you know, or they want the best. If they want the absolute best and they will pay for it. I mean, you can speak to that. That was, remember the sharper image catalogs. They were not going after the Walmart crowd. They were saying, when you want the best, and in a sense, you can, you can afford it, then come to us. And there are a lot of people there. And then there's also the people who want to be in that crowd, but they do still have some affordability issues. So you want to, they want to look the best, but then also be able to afford it. So again, we can look at those and go, what are the concerns? What are the, you know, what are the, what are the, the, uh, the, the, the desires, the, the worries that these might, these people might have that you can speak to a specific genre, even in a luxury item area. It's a great question. Yeah, for sure. And quality is a huge part of that, like you said, and, there's just so many things, but getting to the root of why your jewelry would be different than, say, a jewelry you could buy at Walmart or something like that. Clearly, we know there's a difference, but but to to really honing on letting us know why there's a difference 
yeah. is probably the key there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I and mean, this goes a little bit out of the problem, but when in that market, I do know that there's a lot for, and I've heard this and I can't remember the product, but it was, this is the, in your sense, Scott, this is a jewelry for the discerning jewelry buyer. You know, somebody mm, you want to call them, like that. call them up to, yeah. Call them up to that. Um, great question. Thank you. Um, Vanessa Stewart says, I help women who are experiencing the pain of infidelity and divorce find healing and a hope for the future by rediscovering who they are. I like that. I didn't really have anything to add. No, I think that's very, very clear. That gets exactly to the person. It's a female who has been cheated on Mm -hmm. and, and because of it is getting a divorce. And I like, I mean, I get it. It's, it's very clear, very target market. You're not, you're not going to be the fit for everyone, but those who have gone through those two things, you're right on. Yep. That Uh, is really the key to a good branding too, is you don't want to be the fit for everyone. You want to be the fit for a very specific select group of people. So well done. Yeah, exactly. You know what? Let's, let's just hit on that real quick because that is, I I agree. I, I had a good buddy, Chuck Bowen. Um, uh, what an incredible business coach, he and I were partners for a long time and he, it was during an event that we were leading and he talked about this and he, I love his analogy. He says, you want to create with your product service message, but your marketing through your, your website, through your tagline, all that we're talking about here on this aspect of being specific, just as you said, Michelle, he said, you want a spotlight. You want a spotlight that's directed out there. And when that right person, that target market that you're going to shine it within that target market, when they hit it, they are blinded by it. They cannot miss it. And most of us tend to think, oh, but I'm going to miss other people that I could help. And so we have this large light that just doesn't really capture anyone. And again, it's one of those things where I have to manually take my efforts and wrap it within that context of, okay, create a spotlight talk to that one person and absolutely own them. Uh, and it's, I think it's just the, the reality we have to, I understand everybody who's listening to that it's hard because especially when you're starting out and you need business, you're afraid you're going to miss other people that you could help. I hear you. It's a, it's a valid thought. Just suppress that thought because it doesn't work. Michelle. Oh, it's so true. And it's so tempting, you know, like you said, because we want, first of all, many, many of us who get started in a service business, it's because we have a passion to help people and we want to help everyone that we can, but we can help so many more people more effectively if we just hone in on a very select group. And it could be women, it could be, you know, people over the age of, you know, 50, it could be just business owners, but to, to really hone in on that. And then what usually happens is when you get very good at servicing those people in that very specific niche, then you'll get referred to people outside of that niche, Mm -hmm. but, but better to start where your strengths are and go out than be so broad that you're just kind of, you're not necessarily the best in what you're doing because it's, it's spread thin across so many different people or industries or whatever focus you have. Absolutely. Again, I just want to have empathy for those who are cringing at that a little bit because you know you don't want to miss anybody. Just I, I got it. I got it. I feel the same way most people do. Uh, just believe in the counsel that you need to be 
uh, narrow, create that pro that, that spotlight. And what will happen is you will knock it out of the park with the perfect people and they'll tell everybody and you'll end up getting calls from those who are in the broad spaces anyways. Um, this is something we do. Oh, just real quick on that, Kevin. This is something that we do, um, you know, at Bookbound, but also just in general with any author is having the massive, very, very specific focus questions on, you know, who do you want to help specifically, even down to the age, everything. And then what is it that you can help them with? Why do you want to help them? Because if you don't know the why behind it, they're not going to care about you they people care when they know why you care that you care about them but why do you care about them and then you know and then you know how and packaging all that up but it's very 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 important before you start any venture coaching writing anything that you have clarity on that because people can't really understand the value you bring until you've got that clarified for them Okay. And you spoke to, I gotta, I gotta call it out again in, in our main interview with Donald Miller show 498. And he talks and we talk about it. I asked him the question cause I had heard him talk about it, that you want to make sure let's take your website. For instance, people go there. You do not want them to have to burn any calories trying to figure out what you do and if you can serve them and if you're who they need, you need to tell them immediately, but just like you said, boom, that is a hundred percent for me or do them a favor by letting them know immediately, boom, that's not for them and save them time and send them on. They'll be happier for that uh, as well. So yeah, I, I totally agree, Michelle. There are so many incredible uh, ones for us to go through here, but for the sake of time, I'm going to end us on one that I am a biased personal fan of. Okay. So there's my admission and folks, thank you so much for everybody who came to my Facebook page. It's agent K Miller and anybody's welcome to do that. Come there. And I'm posting these questions every week and uh, the comments are just a gift uh, for the shows here, but thank you for doing that. Uh, so this is Brett Trout. Uh, this guy was, uh, I don't know how long ago I met uh, Brett. He came to one of my events uh, and uh, helping, you know, wanting to go after a self-employment pursuit. And so well, I won't tell you what, what it is yet. Here, here you go. Most men have limited time to do what they want outdoors in a place that's quiet, a place that can be alone yet makes them feel alive. Mountain man soap exist to capture the manly sense we love in the outdoors so we can feel alive and the only other place we have that's quiet where we can be alone. Uh, well, you know what? It's a, and it's a little, and I'm a fan. I felt it was a little obtuse. So I'll ask you there. That's your first time hearing it. What are your thoughts? Well, I'm not a man who, who likes outdoors. <laughs> I, I, I figured so that part. Yeah. Clearly right off the bat, I'm not his target market. Yeah. Which is great. Um, which is great. Speak to that. I mean, that's great yeah. that he, he's not going to waste your time and you're going to go, boom, not the soap for me. Yeah, exactly. No. So I think that part's good. I think it could maybe to just shorten in my mind, I'm picturing you're going to be taking when you, when I even heard mountain man, I thought it was going to be like mountain man retreats or, or right. climbing exhibitions, or it was, I, I thought you were going to be taking the person outdoors. Um, but it's, it's kind of catchy the whole, like, if you can't be outdoors, you can be indoors, maybe shorten that first part a little bit, but Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's, it didn't grab me as much because again, I'm not his target market. Yeah. What about you? Well, I am his target market. Absolutely. <laughs> um, though if you go to his website and here's a shameless, uh, unpaid plug right here, folks, it's mountain man soap.com is what I have personally bathed with for. I, I literally don't know five years, seven years. I can't remember. Uh, and, uh, his tagline is one of my favorite taglines ever. And it's shave with your ax, bathe with our soap. So for his target market, which I happen to be, 
I'm never going to use another soap in my life. And I know a lot of people like that. So it is, it's guys that are outdoors, but we mainly want to be associated with that image. I don't know if his soap is better than a competitor's. I don't even care as long as it gets me clean, which it does. I love the image and I love what he stands for. So in this, Brett, obviously I have a lot of past history and bias. I still want you to lead with that image. This is for mountain man. So this is for the man who wants to carry the outdoors with them everywhere they go. Mm-hmm. Actually, a manly I- man, a manly man, not even just a man because it's a different, you, I mean, I can visualize, as you said, the accent, I can visualize that man. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Um, at first I was kind of going like, where's where this going? Is he going to be, are we, does he take guys on hikes or, <laughs> you know? Well, it's interesting because he does a lot of outdoor stuff. This is just oh. one product, but, but yeah, I think you can shore up on that. Brett, and again, speak right to that person. Yeah, Michelle. One thing I think he did a great job is he's creating the experience like yeah. that, that the, the, like I can visualize the experience. I can visualize the man. Now you obviously using the soap helps because you just gave the endorsement for, right. but it definitely, I can, I can envision the mountain guy, you know, bathing outdoors with the soap and all that stuff. So, so well done there. And it's very unique and very niched. Um, it, you know, it's a very specific man. Yep. that would really, you know, be drawn to that. But the ones that are, like you said, you're like, oh yeah, I want to be associated with that. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm not the, very good. I'm not the picture of the 300 pound guy with the ax and the big beard. I mean, shaving with your ax. I don't have to shave with much because I've got just a couple hairs on my face to begin with, <laughs> but I still love the, 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 again, his website, the outdoor aspect yeah. of, of bringing the, I want the outdoors with me. I want to be thinking about that right away. The smells he does is, is, is incredible. So yeah, I think you can still shore up. You've got great branding, Brett. That tagline was a little, a little obtuse for me. I think you can hone in on it uh, a lot. Well, Michelle, great topic. This is one that is near and dear to both of our hearts because as lifetime, you know, pretty much lifetime self-employed people, we live and die by appealing to people and compelling them, attracting them to what we're doing. And this is one of those areas where some of the best products, services, messages have not done well because they have failed to really dig into what is the problem that I am solving for people and speaking to that. And if you will do that, it's one of those things that's, you, you know, we'd say, oh my gosh, this is not new knowledge. This has existed for a long time. And yet we have companies that spend millions and millions and millions and they miss it. Uh, and it's, it's mind boggling, uh, except that I've done it too. And I, oh, yes. <laughs> easy to say, easy to tell someone to improve, but not always easiest to do for, for yourself. Yeah. And, and one of the best things to do folks is to, if you've got something is get feedback on it, take your product service, your message, make one of these, you know, taglines, slogans, whatever you want, put it out there. We've got the benefit of, you know, Facebook and, and other social media, put it out there and see if it resonates with people. Don't ask them to give you platitudes and pats on the back. Say, look, I, does this compel you or not? How could it do better? You will get some of the best feedback from people who don't know squat about marketing. They're just consumers. And if you also take yourself, that's one of the things that I, I do force myself to do as an exercise when I'm looking at my own business endeavor is go back again, because with any, you know, we're all customers, go look at the brands you associate with and ask yourself, why, why do you, why do you pay for that? Why do I spend much more money on mountain man soap? Uh, well, there's a reason I want to be associated. Yeah. He com- he got me. So 
So do that. Michelle, great. I, it was great doing this with you because you've got such a long history in this in your own businesses and helping other people. My gosh, book titles. I mean, in taglines, I mean, you can't get <laughs> more needy for this message than that. So, uh, what, what a, what a blast. Thank you. Hey, Ziegler listeners, I'm eager to hear how you apply the strategies we've been talking about here to your business product service and message. If you get value here, please give us a thanks by leaving a review in iTunes. It benefits us greatly. Uh, coming up in show 501, 501, we bring you Tim Sanders, author of many incredible books, but well-known for his business classic, Love is the Killer App, an incredibly Ziggler-esque message in this show. Uh, just a great talk with Tim. It will elevate your work success and your life. So thank you for being with us as we inspire our true performance together.